0: welcome to write read and write we are a podcast that serves to improve your practice and learning of english and hopefully with this being our 13th episode we've given you a little bit of something to think about that will build on that improvement i'm adam press and and i'm joined as usual by josiah seth gray
1: Yes, and today we are talking about steaks. Steak? Man, I, steak.
0: I thought you didn't like the food theme that I've been working into every episode.
1: No, no, no. Uh, steaks, not the meat kind, and not the vampire slaying kind either, so please stay on topic. Uh, we are talking about the costs of an action or inaction, which is what steaks are. Fine. Steaks it is with a side of conflicts and resolutions. And there's the food reference. So I suppose we should, you know, talk about food. Uh, And is there anything new with you and your food, Adam?
0: Why, yes, there is, Josiah. I have begun the slow and methodological ordering of all the burgers available on Food Panda to determine who has the best burger in downtown Yangon.
1: Hmm, exciting.
0: Any conclusions yet? No, but I can safely say that Cafe 365 has a great deal for the burger they offer. Brunch Society has quality choice. And Union Barn Grill has an excellent burger all around. All worth a try as I determine who has the best. But, you know, that's me and my food. What's
1: new with you, Josiah? All right. Fine, Adam. I'll uh, bite. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll talk about food, too. So I've been ordering with Univeg, uh, which is awesome because they have some nice greens. But they've also started their own spice selection, too. And last week, I got some fresh rosemary sprigs. And, oh, man, I I made this uh, roast chicken with that, and it was to die for. I, I even went so far as to make some homemade stuffing. So my mouth was in heaven. And so with our food segment uh, finished for today, let's get to our topic. So, Adam, why are we talking about stakes today? Well, simply put, Josiah, where
0: conflicts give us a story, stakes make us care about the story. And keep this in mind, listener, a story about a boy trying to find his father will always be intriguing. The conflict focuses on family, legacy, identity, personal touch, personal struggle. But if the boy is trying to find his father because he has cancer and his father may be the only person who can donate bone marrow, that is a lot bigger. The stakes are higher or greater. Better yet, and and this is me making the stakes even stronger for a person, if his half-brother with the same father is sick and needs an organ donor, and the father is the only one who can save him, the stakes are also pretty high. So, you know, when we think about some Steaks, you know, we think about the reason behind a character's choice. We, we also might have multiple conflicts and we also might have opposing stakes that give the conflict some more flavor, some more spice to stick to our food theme. Let's say the boy's mother doesn't want the boy to find his father because she ran away with the kids and everything she told her kids were, was a lie. She now has something at stake and may prevent the boy from finding his dad. Right. And some people might you know, be very pro the boy find his father. Some people might be against it because it would be heartbreaking for him to find out that the mother was lying the whole time. And these conflicts are great, but the stakes of the conflict are what really make them important. With so much at stake, the story is so much more engaging, and we can invest ourselves. Like we give our emotions to what's going to happen. And I'm sure some of our listeners have been very disappointed by it in an end of a movie or book, and that's because. You know, what was at stake really didn't matter or the conflict never really got resolved. And if we don't get the outcome we want, that's always fine. But because a, a good writer, you know, and a good actor can always serve us with a good story with high stakes that actually mean something. Like, for example, I'm disappointed that Harry Potter survived the last book in the Harry Potter series. I think it had have been so much better if he had died. The drama would have been worth it. But he comes back to life, therefore his death meant nothing. The stakes of him even surviving at all were destroyed whenever we found out he was a horror crooks. And I can go on and on about this, but it's like, if you're going to have high stakes, and they're going to really matter, and someone's death actually matters, right? If we're trying to save someone's life, then if they can come back to life, why were we trying to save them in the first place? Anyways, I go off the rails. So students, as you consider stakes, I want you to consider keeping them in mind as you wrap up your story. Was it truly important? If you forgot what was at stake or what you wrote was at stake, was not really important or didn't really matter, then your reader is going to be disappointed. And nobody really wants that. Sorry for being derailed. Josiah, what's your take on stakes?
1: Well, you do bring up a really interesting point about uh, how stakes uh, the stake of the story is lessened if people are basically immortal or they can just always come back and that gets into the uh, big problem with uh, with comic book uh, book movies and I'll, I'll get to that in a second because I'm a sucker for talking about comic book movies uh, but you have some juicy really juicy stakes uh, there that you were talking about and there was just a lot of conflicts and, and stakes exploding all over the place and I like how you were talking about killing off Harry Potter that that would definitely raise the stakes of that story. But when we're thinking about stakes, I think it's also really important to consider what our characters stand to lose. And to give you an example of that, I do want you to to think about the Marvel movies, because I am a huge Marvel fan. And I'd say I'm even a bigger Marvel fan than I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, which is saying a lot. And I even remember watching uh, the very first Iron Man, which was the very first Marvel movie. And I watched that in cinemas, that was 12 years ago, which might seem like a lifetime for some of you, but I was instantly hooked. There is an issue though. The problem with Marvel movies and with a lot of series in general is they always try to keep raising the stakes. So think about this. In the Iron Man movie, Iron Man was fighting to save some random people around the world. and obviously, some people in a city, but it was all very isolated. And then we got to Thor, the next one, and the, well, I guess not the next one, but, you know, a little bit later. And the conflict was still quite small. Our stakes now involved Asgard, but we we're starting to expand this. We we're starting to touch other universes, other worlds. Then a couple years later, the Avengers are fighting to save the entire world um, in the very first Avengers movie. And then years later, our Avengers are teaming up to save the entire universe, okay? So, whoa, obviously that escalated pretty quickly. And obviously there are exceptions. Uh, The very first Spider-Man movie and also the Ant-Man movies, they have smaller stakes. But there is this tendency to think, okay, so we must make these stakes huge. Uh, They have to get bigger because we have to interest people. So we have to make this bigger and bigger and bigger problem. And the issue with that is it's hard to care about the whole world or the whole galaxy or the whole universe, okay? As humans, we can only wrap our minds around something finitely small. So yes, your stakes, uh, they can get huge, they can get massive. And in some series like Star Wars or The Lord of the Rings, it might be the fate of the galaxy or the fate of the world that our team of heroes is fighting for. But honestly, Uh, As a reader, as a writer, I love the small scale of some books and some movies, because especially Spider-Man Homecoming, that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Because the stakes there are pretty understandable. He's trying to get the girl. He's trying to impress Mr. Sark, and he's trying to keep the weapons out of the bad guy's hands. And you know what? I can connect with that as a viewer on a very emotional level.
0: And I, I think that's that's really important to consider when we put reasons behind the characters' actions. I mean, when we make those stakes. I mean, would Thanos be as dangerous if his snap was limited to only a single person? I think not. And I, I sort of want to continue with that because I think that's an important idea. You know, when we see the second Endgame movie, we see Black Widow and we see Captain America sort of lost and, and they're trying to like go through support groups. They're trying to just bring back that one person. And for them, Thanos wanted to kill countless, you know, he wanted to kill half the universe. They only have a few people they want to save. Yeah. They want to save the whole world. But if you think about it, they're trying to bring back that one person that was important to them, that teammate, that family member. And what I've noticed in a lot of movies is sometimes the the hero is trying to Fight to save something small, but that's something small compared to the the empire from Star Wars, like trying to take over everything. That's something small, so important to us because we know about that personal loss. We know about that one person we care about. We know how much they mean to us. We can't conceptualize having the entire half of a universe mean something to us.
1: Exactly. I mean, not, so, and I, I think with Infinity War, uh, I, I obviously everyone. Remembers that moment when Thanos snaps his fingers. And I think there was this kind of moment of awe when we all, you know, just started started seeing people around the world begin to get, get get dusted. And everyone kind of, you know, dropped open their mouths. But that was all that was. It was just kind of this shock and awe. But then suddenly our favorite superheroes started to get just melt away before our eyes. And that is when things actually started to affect us. That's when the stakes became personal. And that's when people started bawling like a baby, okay? Before that, it was like, whoa, this is a cool set piece. And then it was like, oh crap, now this means something. And I'll be honest, I anticipated Thanos winning Infinity War, I was one of those geeky nerds that, you know, looked at all the fan theories and stuff. So it didn't surprise me when he clicked his fingers, snapped his fingers, and people started melting away. But still, seeing Spider-Man tell Mr. Stark that you know he didn't feel so good, that was just a sucker punch. And I mean, it really affected me and I'm, I'm sure it affected everyone else as the, the meme verse around the world will will tell you. Um, and even though I think all of us really knew if we sat down and thought about it, yes, Spider-Man is gonna come back. Uh, we, we didn't really anticipate that he was gone forever. That is the problem with comic book movies. At some point, if we kill them off, the stakes do kind of tell us, well, is this real? But it still had a very emotional connection to all of us. So let's, uh, before I start, you know, really start crying about this uh, even more. um, Let's talk about our homework.
0: Great idea. So my homework for you listeners is for you to visualize dropping out of school or quitting all studies that you might be invested in. Because a lot of students say, like, I'm tired of school or I hate school. People are like, I'm tired of learning and I'm tired of taking tests. But when you think about it, what would happen? What opportunities would you lose? What would you gain if you stayed in school and kept up your studies? And what do you really have to gain if you actually quit school? And this is sort of a mental game for you to understand what's at stake every time you attend a class. These are the stakes of your education. And think about that. Think about the challenging your activity level in your class lecture. How can you be, you know, more productive in your class towards your goals? Because the stakes might be high for you. And these are the stakes of
1: your personal story. And as for me and for my homework, I want you to think about your stakes, but try to keep them small and personal as we were talking about. Because I do love Adam's example from last week of, I'll writing a story where the entire conflict is just a pen rolling off the desk. Because uh, depending on the stakes, that could be a really intense conflict. Because uh, imagine it. What if this was during a test? And the teacher thinks you're trying to use this as an excuse to cheat. And look at your neighbor's answers. So now we have some good stakes. Uh, but wait, what if this test is also the one that determines whether you'll graduate and go to college? And so it all starts to boil down to whether or not you can convince the invigilator that you weren't cheating. And suddenly this, de- this pin rolling off the desk goes from something small to something that really has a big emotional feel. So see, it's not huge, it's not an intergalactic conflict, and this doesn't include the lives of trillions of people, but it can still make a really, really interesting story. So try and plan a story but keep your stakes small, but personal and powerful. And that's uh, all for now. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Write, Read, and Write. We do hope that the stakes in your lives are big enough to keep your story interesting, but they're not so big that you need all the help of the Avengers to tackle them. Uh, Or if you're like Adam, I hope your stakes are really juicy and made of meat. But thanks so much for coming, and I will see you next time. Mm -hmm.